Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. This was something that I really feel, and I'm just going to hit on three points, and uh, you know, we'll get started for the weekend. I just always, I always love to focus on Friday as something like, I know we've had the end of the week. I know sometimes we can kind of be like, you know, exhausted towards the end of the week, but we need to end our weeks on a high and we need to go into the weekend feeling full of joy, feeling encouraged, feeling, you know, of great faith. So this was a topic that I really felt needed to be uh, taught today. And I titled it, you can't mix royalty with insecurity. Okay, you are royalty. You are, you know, of your father, the heavenly father. You are a piece of God. And so being a piece of God, uh, you are considered, you know, your father is the king of kings. That's how we always, you know, we we say it during prayers. We say it in songs. Uh, we say it, you know, when we're bragging on him, we'll, we'll tell him you are the king of kings. So if your father is a king, you are considered a royalty. Hey, Erica, thank you so much. Um, and so I just started thinking of that topic and it was like, yeah, you can't mix royalty with insecurity. When you know your identity, when you know who you truly are, what you represent, it, it gives you a boldness, it gives you a strength, and it lets you walk rightfully in what God has given to you, what he says you're supposed to do, and in your purpose. Um, and so I really feel like that God's raising a, a generation of women refusing to bow, refusing to give in to life situations, refusing to take what comes their way, um, uh, willing to go against the grain of, of what culture is saying and then and literally be like the three um, Hebrew brothers. Be like Daniel. You know, I'm going to do uh, no matter what God's asking me to do because I trust his word and I know what he says will come to pass. And it's kind of like if I perish, I perish. If I die, I die. And we have to have that mentality. And when you get that mentality, you get it by understanding your identity, by understanding that that you are royalty. And there's a certain way you need to walk around this earth. There's a certain way that you're supposed to speak, that you're supposed to look, and you're supposed to portray your dad, you're supposed to portray the Christ living inside of you. And so I know that God's raising up a generation of women because it's time to get the fight back in our eyes. It's time to have the backbone and it's time to, um, it, that is just where, you know, I know it can be for both men and women, but I really know with women, knowing, not having your identity is really where we can fail at life because we'll just take anything. And so... We're going to be women where our, we know uh, where our identity is found, where, where it's found in. Women who know our authority and we're not going to lay down for anything. 
You know, and sometimes I joke around with uh, the people I work with, our friends, and <laughs> I always like say, I'm broken. I'm not broken. Okay, I get, I get it. You know, your words matter. I get it. But it's just a joke because um, even with my babysitter, she came to Uproar with me and, you know, she, she asked me about something and I said, oh, it's okay. You know, this is it. Move on. We got it. We're good. And that's kind of just how I come across because I understand the authority that we walk in, I understand the, the authority that I have, what we're going to sh shine light on, what we're not on. So it's, I know we're going to be women who know their identity is found. We are women who know our authority and we're not going to lay it down. Oh my gosh, I'm rhyming again. <laughs> and we're um, women who are going to stand and shift this culture. What is, hi Bonnie. She said, someone said Facebook went down. Does it show Facebook went down? Tiffany's checking on it. But um, we're going to be women who stand and shift this culture, and we're not going to agree with it. We're not. I have some people um, commenting on Facebook, so it might, it might not be. Facebook's up and running. Um, okay, so we're going to be someone who will shift this culture. Right, women? Can I get an amen? The women that are watching. This is for you, and this is how we're going to start our weekend, and this is how we're going to end Friday. You are going to shift the culture that's happening now. You have a voice. We got something to say, and we're going to say it, and we're going to see it done. I got Kelly. I got women saying amen right now. We got Gina. That's right. And we're women who know God has called them to this day and hour. That's going to be one of my points that I'm going to bring out today. You're called for this. You're built for this day. You're built for what's going on around you and this culture and this society. You are built for this. You're not going to be a woman that's going to say, um, I wish I, I really wanted kids. I really wanted to be married, but this, I, I don't like the way the world's going and I'm not going to, you know, it's going to be bad for my kids. It's going to be a, a bad marriage because of, you know, I'm, all the lies that this culture and society has said, but that's not pertaining to you. You are in a bubble. You are considered outside of those lies. And so you know God has called you to this day and hour and this moment in history. And that should be refreshing. That should light a fire back in your eyes and in your spirit and a boldness to take on and say, I'm not laying down. I've got a course to run. I've got a purpose. I have an identity in Christ. I'm not of this world. I don't look like this world. I like what Gina just wrote. I don't receive the world's report. That's right. Oh, I, I don't. I don't know. We're looking at it and it doesn't say anything. It's not pausing or saying anything like that on our end. So I don't, I don't really know. So either go to YouTube or refresh Facebook. Um, okay. Cause I don't, I don't want to keep stopping. All right. So that is what we're going to work on to our, our, I'm going to teach on today is, uh, your royalty, uh, you can't mix royalty with insecurity. So the first one is, we're not going to chase the desires of our flesh. We're not going to chase the de desires of our flesh. We're going to seek to glorify God in all areas of our life. Only know that we have one person to please. Man, can I tell you how um, that makes life so easy? It makes life so easy. 
if we just know that we have one person to please. And that you understand by having your identity in Christ. You understand who God's made you, what you're here, and what purpose you have on this earth. And so you're not going to chase the desires of the flesh. It says in 1 John 2, 15, uh, probably read to 17, Do not love this world or the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure and craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. Now, don't get that twisted because you see the word possessions there and then that's where the extremists, uh, the religious always say, well, God, you know, my mansion's in heaven and my, my car, my car that I always want is going to be when I'm not on earth and God's going to give me everything in the by and by. And no, obviously we go to Matthew 6, 33 and it says, if you seek the kingdom, he'll add all these things to you. And that is earthly stuff. But the thing is, he doesn't want that to take over. He doesn't want that to change uh how you feel for him. He doesn't want that to overrule your life. And then now you are comparing yourself and you're judging others and you're not walking in love and possessions have you and, you know, uh, it, it's not the other way around. And you're seeking all these desires and all this approval from men. And does this group uh, want, you know, sat satisfy uh, my likings? Is, does this group pleased with what I'm doing? Is this, is this family member, this family member is asking me to do something that I don't want to do, but I should do it because, you know, it would just, it, they really want me to, and it makes things easier, and it won't put a rift in our relationship. And, you know, those are all the things that can happen when you don't have your identity, when you don't have that focus in your eyes to say, you know what, this is, and, and you know, I'll, I'll go on to number two in a second because it, it ties into this. But you've got to uh, know that when God's instructed you and, and your family to do something or just you as a whole, that you have one person to please, one person to obey, and that's all that matters. And you're going to have to get that backbone to position yourself on a firm foundation to be like, nope. I'm not going to bow. I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to stop doing what God's called me to do because he's asked me. He's my heavenly father. I'm considered royalty because I know my identity in Christ. And this is not what happened. This, you know, you have, you know, you've read in history and we still have like royal families. Well, there's a certain way about them. There's a certain way they're treated. There's a certain way they walk around. There's a certain thing that's owed to them. But then you, 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 have, <laughs> you have the father that is the king of kings above the royal family in England. And Christians walk around kicking the dirt, looking like a hot mess, can't even get their confession right, can't even walk around with any boldness. They're jellyfish. They just go with what the world says. Oh, the CDC says this. Oh, the CDC says this now. Oh, but, but this person says this. Oh, but, but the science shows me that I should do this. And I'm not just talking about with COVID because diseases and viruses and everything has been around since, you know, the beginning of time. And so it's just like, oh, man, this is the world's act like this COVID 
virus is the first virus that's ever been loosed in in the entire world. It it like it really blows my mind how much attention people are giving it. How much attention people are even playing into this nonsense. It, I mean when I'm when I'm sitting at a restaurant still and thank God we don't have to um wear masks anymore but they still have this stupid plastic dividers it's like you realize that virus particles are floating all over the freaking air right now and it's like the glass it's not stopping it it's not like well i can only the virus is thinking i can only float this high and i'm just going to keep hitting the glass wall it's like this is so ridiculous and this is what they're training us and this is what we're believing but you know what? People who understand their identity in Christ, who understand what God saved them from, what understand what God's protected them from, what understand their purposes here on earth, they don't play into those games. You guys don't play into those games. You guys wouldn't be watching the broadcast that Miracle Word Ministry does if you were that person that played those games. No, the women that are watching today, I know are full of power, full of strength, full of boldness. And if you're not and you're watching this, when you're done, yes, Caitlin, she saw a video that Ted did the other day. You could be T3 and wipe your whole face on the plastic at Target. But you know what? My kids, that's how they grow your immune system. You get around that stuff. <laughs> but we're not going to be women of that. And when you're done listening to this, whether it's now on a replay, my prayer is that your faith will be jolted and your boldness will go to new levels, okay? So number one, we don't chase the desires of the flesh. We seek to glorify God in all areas. Um, and so I'll finish with, these are not from the Father, but are from this world. I'm reading from 1 John 2, 15 through 17. And this world is fading away, fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Live forever. And so our focus needs to not be on the cares of this world, on the love of this world, but to be focused on what pleases God. What am I doing that God wants me to do? What do I need to do that God is asking me to do? Which is going to lead me into number two. And it says, we do not, uh, we no longer fear the future. Or we do not fear the future. And I'm going to start in Romans uh, 8.14. And Romans 8.14 says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And so we don't fear the future because when you're led by the Spirit, your steps are ordered. It says the righteous man's steps are ordered. You stand in right standing with God. You're a righteous woman of God. And so your steps are ordered. And so when you're Spirit led, why on earth would you have, when you're spirit led, okay, so he's your true guide. It says he will guide us and lead us into all truth, the Bible says. I really feel like I'm acting like my husband today. Am I like really intense right now? <laughs> Tears like, yes, you are. 
impartation, people. No, when because I, I'm, it's just such an incredible point that has to be made today about knowing our identity. Because, like I said, we're not going to bow. We're, we're not. We're done with this tiptoeing around and listening to what this culture and this society has to say. And you guys are women of power. And so that is what I'm trying to get into your spirit man in today and hammering it in because when you're led by the spirit and he is our guide, you don't ever have to wander around or wonder what the heck is your next move. We don't have to flail around. We don't have to, you know, I heard a good, um, after I had wrote my notes for this and had picked out my scriptures and kind of got a, a feel for what I wanted to do today. Little Teddy wanted to go outside and swim. So I, I sat out on my back patio and while I did that, I put on the uh, Southwest Believers Convention uh, that Kenneth Copeland puts on every year. And it happened to be Keith Moore. And if you don't know who Keith Moore is, he is an older preacher, but he is in that a word of faith circle. He has a church in Branson, Missouri, and he actually has a church in Sarasota, Florida. And he said something because he was he was talking about um, not about this subject, but it could pertain to it because it, he said if you pretend to talk to God, if you pretend to listen to the Spirit. So this Jesus has given you know you're saying, well, I need a direction for where am I going to move? Where am I going to work? Where am I going to you know, who am I going to marry? Who, any, anything you're asking the Lord to do that's major in your life. You know, he said, if you pretend to talk to the Lord, because the Bible said Jesus didn't do anything unless he heard it. He didn't do anything. He didn't say anything unless he heard it from his father. He heard it from his father. And so, uh, uh, Pastor Keith Moore said, you know, if you pretend to talk to the Lord, then you'll have pretend faith with pretend results. And man, that stuck out to me so good because you have so many people where the Holy Spirit has tried to guide them and tried to talk to them. And they're like, hold on, I'm going to go pray. Lord, I'll be back in a minute. I'm going to go pray about it. And they come back and they still do whatever they want. They never talk to the Lord. They never were led by the Holy Spirit. They never, uh, you know, took a direction and a step of faith to what God said because they went to prayer with their mind made up on what they wanted to do. Not a prayer that's going to go to the Lord and the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, Seriously, what is it? What direction? What is it you want me to do to fulfill the purpose you have for my life, for my identity? Who did you create Liz to be? Who you created Carolyn to be? Who you created Lynn Ann to be? You, you know, people aren't doing that. They're going in prayer, meeting with the Holy Spirit already with their answer made up. They're not being led. They're not being led. The children, it says the children of God, if you're a children of if you are a child of God, then you need to be led by the Spirit. Whether it sits well with you at first or it's comfortable. And so that really struck me. And I wrote that down because I was like, yep, people pretend to go to the Father. They pretend to be led by the Spirit. And then they got pretend faith. Doesn't work. There's no activation with that faith. There's no, it does not hold any key. It holds no power. And they're going to get pretend results. And the pretend results are zilch, zero, and it's what they wanted. It's not what God asked them to do. And that is not who I'm talking about today. Because those people don't have a true identity. They don't look at it as, 
um, they don't look at it as I am a child of God, so I'm being led. You know, when you, when you really get that revelation of who your heavenly father is and your rights, parents that are watching, your kids do that literally by faith. That's why I talk like a ch children's faith because they don't even think about it. They look, you know, Ted and Maddie and Brooklyn look at Ted and I and say, those are my parents. These are my rights. My parents, like, look at it this way. If Ted and I were sitting in another room behind two big closed doors, my children have the right to walk through those doors to get to Ted and I. Why? They're my children. I'm their parents. And so we have to get that identity in Christ that that's my dad. He's a king. I'm royalty and I have rights and I'm going to activate them. And so Romans 8:14 when you're led by the spirit you are the children of God. But then as my point number 2 says that we don't fear the future what immediately any women that are watching what immediately like verse do you think of? I know Proverbs 31 because I love the verse that it says in there in 31:25. She's clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. Ladies, this is you. You are called to stay in constant joy, which we know it circles back. You know, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You stay in joy, you stay in strength. You stay in joy, you stay in strength. If you stay in joy, your atmosphere is, is gonna be in joy. If you stay in joy, ladies, your atmosphere will remain in peace. If you stay in joy, ladies, the atmosphere around you will be love. You are in control. You're going to set the tone around you. And so in Proverbs 31, she's clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When you know your identity, when you know you are a royalty, and you know who you are in Christ, you laugh. You laugh, you laugh, you no longer fear the future because we <laughs> know what the future has. We sing a song, Jehovah has the final say. So we don't have to worry. We don't have to worry day to day what's going on. Will I survive? Will I live? Will my kids have um, good benefits? Will my kids, what kind of world will my kids grow up in? You know what kind of world my kids will grow up in? The, the atmosphere and how it looks around them because I'm going to be in control of that. My kids have not lived different lives because of last year. My kids don't know diddly squat, hardly. I mean, they know because we travel and obviously we preach about it, but I'm saying like it's not, they haven't lost a night of sleep. They haven't been concerned that we're going to be without anything because of lockdowns. They aren't concerned that they're going to get sick. They aren't concerned why, uh, you know, what about the, the, the vaccine and this and th they aren't concerned about a thing. Why? Because that's how I've made their atmosphere. I'm going to be in control of it. Okay. And so you have to be in control of your atmosphere. You have to laugh at the future and be like, man, God has given me 
this purpose in life. He's called me to do this in life. That has to be my main focus. I'm only here to please him. I'm only here to step out in faith and do what he's called me to do. He knows what's going to happen. He knows this, this, this past year and a half did not sucker punch Jesus up in heaven. It did not completely, he's not up there going, what just happened? Like, I never saw that coming. He saw it coming from the beginning of time, people. This did not <laughs> throw him off one bit, not one bit. Jesus and the Holy Spirit have fully equipped you personally for what you are to do in life. He hasn't left you up to your own devices. He hasn't said, you figure it out. Let me see what kind of plan you have. And that takes all the pressure off of us, right? It takes all the pressure off of our shoulders. We shouldn't have to worry about things. We shouldn't have to feel weighted down and figure out, where's this going to come from? Where's the income going to come from? Where, where, where's healing going to come from? Where's joy going to come from? We don't have to figure that out. We don't have to sit on the couch and, and just like scratch our head and be like, where is this going to come from? We don't need to take on the cares of this world. In fact, he says, cast your care upon me. Our bodies were not built for burdens. Our bodies, the structure of our bodies, our minds, our spirit, our heart is all built for the blessings of God. That's how he formed you. He formed you and he built you for you to only receive the blessings of God. That is why we can't handle burdens. That is why it makes us sick. That's why it stresses us out. That's why it diminishes our body. That's why we don't do well with it. Because we're not built to carry burdens. We're not built to go through life struggle to struggle, ailment to ailment. That's not what the word of God says. I'm going grace to grace. I'm going higher, higher. I'm going faith to faith. I'm going up. I'm not being weighted down. I'm going up. And so we don't have to worry about financial collapse. You actually can just read all of, um, when start with verse 10 for a woman, a wife of noble character. But you know what? Before she was a wife, she's always been a woman. So you don't have to be married to understand Proverbs 31.10. Think about that. It will prepare you for what you'll step into. But if you're single and you're watching this, you, you should be. Well, I, I can't read Proverbs 31.10. No, because that character should still reside in you whether you're married or not. So when you get married and you transition into that step, you will have those qualities already. And then you would do a little bit more and, and, and mold it to being a wife and, and a mother. But these character traits that this woman has should be with you as a woman, regardless if you're married or if you're a mom. So don't look at Proverbs 31.10 uh, through 31 and completely write it off. Um, and so you'll see that in Proverbs 31, that she took matters into her own hands, right? She made clothing, she provided for her family, uh, we got food, she uh, makes belted linens. Like I'm saying, she watches everything in her household, she suffers nothing from laziness, she laughs, I love that one. I love it, I'm gonna mention it again, she laughs without fear of the future. 
So this is nothing to do, Proverbs 31, about just being a wife and just being a mom. This is for women who need to make sure they understand that character, okay? Because a woman like this doesn't fear job loss, doesn't fear financial crisis, doesn't fear uh, what the world's turning into, doesn't fear viruses and diseases. She just laughs about it. And that's what you're going to do. The next time you get a bad report, the next time something comes your way that you don't like, the next time, you know, there's a bad relationship going on or you feel really stressed out about your family or your kids, you need to go in the other room and laugh. Because the joy will come. Not every time, not every time I've laughed. Uh, something's been funny, not every time I've laughed, something's been, you know, I, I feel like laughing. Nope, I had to do it the other day in service. I had to force myself to laugh. But you know what? The joy came. The joy came and it's, it, it, it changes your atmosphere and your mindset. So you know what? The next time something happens that you're not a fan of, flip it. Don't give in to the enemy. Don't give in to that feeling. Don't give in to that report. You laugh. You make the enemy scratch his head, not the enemy go, yes, I got her. Nope. You make the enemy go, wait a second, hold, hold, hold on. She just got that news and that's her reaction? She just got that news? <sighs> you know, you be a hard case for the enemy. You be something that he's nervous to look at, that he's nervous to approach. Not something where he can, you know, pull the covers over your eyes. You're going to be one step ahead of him. So number, that was number two. We no longer fear the future. And I'll end with number three, and it's we don't need to judge or compare ourselves. We don't need to judge or compare ourselves. It says in uh, James 3, what did I want to read at? 316. Uh, no, I'm going to start with, I'm going to just start with 13. 313 and I'll read down to 16. If you're wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life. Doing good works with the uh, humility that comes from wisdom. But if you're bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. Because if you're someone who is super judgmental, now listen, the whole like, only God can judge me. No, if you're a Christian and you're sinning and someone, another Christian has called you out on it, that's biblical. So stop sinning. They're saving your life from going to hell and having a terrible life here on earth. Don't get mad at them and all ghetto like, only God can judge me now. No, the Bible actually says that a fellow brother and sister should be coming to you and saying, hold on, look what you're doing. This is not a representation of our Heavenly Father. This isn't right. You shouldn't be doing that. And I'm trying to help you out. Um, and so it says here, but if you're bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth without boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Uh, such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Forever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. So look, 
we are not going to have our identity in Christ. We're not going to operate as a royal if we are constantly um, comparing ourselves. And comparing ties into jealousy. That's why, you know, yes, we have the verses comparing yourself is unwise. You know, that one we all know. But this one really stuck out to me because comparison and, and, and going after people is jealousy and selfish ambition. We've let social media take over. We've let our identity become in who likes, who's following, how many hearts, how many people are commenting, how many this, did someone say they like my hair today, um, I'm, I'm going to post my, my dinner table and we'll see how many comments I get. And then you start looking and you're like, man, I'm home all day with the kids. My table doesn't look like that. I'm a really bad mom. I can't keep up with my house. I'm a really bad wife. I'm over here trying to do this. And you get that like whiny cry voice and you start feeling bad for yourself. Uh, Bonnie, that was James 3, 13 through 16 that I just read. And you start doing that whine. It's, it's a whiny, it gets nasally, and it's like, what, what is happening right now? My, this, is, this is my purpose. I wrote this down. If your way and purpose is to glorify God, because this is what a lot of moms beat themselves up for. So I put this down. If your way and purpose is to glorify God by being a CEO of a company and that's what God's called you to do and that's uh, the doors he's opened and that's literally the steps that he's directed you in, then you won't fail. That's your purpose and that's what he's called you to do. But I wrote, if your purpose is to be a stay-at-home mom, then that's what you're not going to fail at. Step into that purpose wholeheartedly. Step into that ministry of being a mom, especially in this dark world. Step into that and be like, if this is, if this is it, Lord, and this is the only job I ever have, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. I'm doing it because you've called me to do it. I'm pleasing you and pleasing you only, and this is my identity. Man, I'll tell you, I had to step into that. I had to realize that. Because when Ted and I took off on the road and Maddie was only two weeks old, man, I could have stayed home. I spent a lot of time in nurseries nursing Maddie and then Brooklyn and then Teddy. I spent a lot of time not sitting in the back with ministers and eating and fellowshipping. I spent a lot of time at the kids' table. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time missing out on stuff not going to certain services like in the morning if there's like a, a thing we're doing because it takes me longer to get them ready or when they were nursing. Okay, so I could have said, well, I could stay at home. When the kids get older, I'll start traveling with Ted. We'll do this ministry together and this is how it's going to be. That's not it. God didn't call Ted and I together and to have this ministry for me to stay at home until it was time for me to travel and he goes and does stuff. No, God called us. It was a purpose to do it together. It was a purpose to, 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 to be where he was, to have his family there. It helped him. If I'm going to be a helpmate to my husband and it helped him to be there with him so his mind wasn't on the road 
thinking of his kids, thinking of his wife, thinking about, you know, what they're doing. We're getting our own schedule. He has his own ministry, ministry schedule. You know, thank God for, for um, live stream, but that wasn't always like that. The first few years of traveling, it was like if you weren't there, you didn't talk until either midnight at night after the service when he got out and done talking to the pastors and stuff, or, you know, and that was it. But even watching, even watching when I have to stay home once in a while, I still crave to go and be in it. But see, I stepped into my purpose and I realized, you know what? If this is it, if this is the only thing God asks me to do is to be by his side in a back room, making sure the kids are in services, making sure the kids love Jesus, making sure the kids don't feel second to the ministry. That happens a lot in ministry families. The kids are shunned. The kids are sent to another room. The kids constantly have to have a nanny on the road, constantly have to have a babysitter. But once I got that mindset that was, this is my ministry. This is my purpose. This is what God's created me to do. It wasn't until then I got other desires and things God has given to me to step out and branch out to what I do today. Never in a million, never in a million years when Ted and I got married in 2006 and then started on the road in 2010, did I think I would ever hold a microphone in my hand, ever be on the broadcast like this, ever anything speak in front of somebody except just like at a table or, you know, in the back of the, the church. Never in a million years, never in a million years. And, and you know, like I say, no, no tragedy has pushed me out forward. No anything. No, 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 nothing like a thing has pushed me forward to do what, what God's asking me to do today. But what it was was understanding my identity in Christ. Getting that, once I got that understanding of first, you know, you got to get that Pauline re revelation, that, that, that identity in Christ and what rights you have. Then you get the identity in Christ that shows you uh, your purpose and it calls you into boldness. And then that's what's gotten me to step out and do the things that I do now, which I know I'm not done. I know that seasons change and I know I have to be readily available to be led by the Spirit and have, you know, God lead me and, and do what he's asked me to do. But I've got the mindset of, I'm a royal. I'm a royal. I've got the mindset, and you've got the mindset, especially after today. You know, I'm, I, wa I wasn't trying to come at you harsh, but when I'm passionate about something, sometimes it comes across as, you know, strong, but that's okay. We all need people to be strong in our life. We all need people to make us feel strong. And that's, that is a prayer that I have with the Lord, is that when I'm done d speaking with somebody or speaking or loving on somebody, that they feel strengthened, that they feel the gift of faith rise up in them. Because we're not going to be women that bow. We're not going to be women that bow. We are women who refuse to bow. And like I said at the beginning, if I perish, I perish. But you're good. You're going to be okay. God has got you. He's taking care of you. He's given you the answers. We, we, we walk in protection. We walk in answers because we're spirit-led. 
because you're a child of God. So I want you to really go back and think about the three things that I talked about. We don't chase the desires of the flesh. We seek to glorify God in all areas. Two, we no longer fear the future. We no longer feel the fear of the future and we aren't going to judge and compare other people or we're not going to be women of comparison. We're going to be happy with the way God made us, happy with the mind he's given us, not looking in other directions. We got the blinders on like horses have. I'm happy for so-and-so. I'm happy for their um, going up in levels, their promotion. I'm happy that they're doing it. Just because I'm where I am doesn't mean I'm left behind. Just because someone else I know is getting promoted doesn't mean I'm left behind. That's how we look at it. We look at everybody and it's like if anybody we know goes up a little bit, then it's like, God left me out. I'm left behind. You're not left behind. He just didn't call you to go where they're going. He just didn't call you to do what they're doing. Figure out and ask the Holy Spirit, hey Lord, what is it that you want me to do? What is it, what's my purpose in life? What is it something that I can start? What online business can I get my hands on? I'm not, you know, tied to certain hours or uh, I want to bring an av extra avenue of income for my family. There's so much out there. We've got to think out of the box, not look at I'm being left behind. Just because somebody else steps out and does something, they've, they've listened to the instruction of the Lord. And you're not left behind and you're not any different. So pray and ask the Lord, what is it that you have for me in life? I want to see my identity, Lord. I want to know what purpose you have for me. Because we are women, and I know it wholeheartedly that we're here to shift this culture. The women that are alive today, that are walking on the earth, are here to shift the culture. We're not going to bow. We are royalty walking around on earth, and you guys are going to look like it, you're going to talk like it, and you're going to act like it. Because you're going to know who your true identity is and walk in the authority that God's given to you. Amen? Amen. Um, so Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person that's watching today that's listening to the replay, Lord, that they are rising up in these last days, that they are women of great faith, of boldness. They hear the shepherd's voice. They know your voice, Lord. They'll step out and do what you've called them to do. They'll step out in faith. They will bring peace and joy and love to their situations, peace, love, and joy to their family, to their spouse, to their children. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that their identity is found in you, that they will know where their identity is found. They will know what you've called them to do in this generation, in this moment of history. They were born for such a time as this. Thank you, Lord, that the gift of faith rises up inside of their very being. And they have a new strength come upon them, a new fight in their eyes, Lord, to take on what the enemy has thrown their way. Thank you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, that we are known to please you and please you only, that you will say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thank you, Lord, that we uh, lift off 
any burdens that we're feeling today, anyone that's watching and, and, and listening to this prayer, that in this very moment, that the burdens that they feel, the heaviness that they feel is lifted off of them and a freedom and a lightness comes on them now in the mighty name of Jesus. They're leaving this broadcast feeling a, a lift, feeling lighter, feeling like that, that coat of heaviness has been taken off of them in the mighty name of Jesus. We are not staying the same. We're not bowing and we're walking in our rightful authority in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray amen, amen, and amen. You agree with that? Say amen. Ladies, and if any gents were in it today, I appreciate you watching. I appreciate you sharing. Um, that's right. Amen, amen, amen. I love you guys so much. Thanks for spending. Oh, look at that. It's 2.55. Man, this time goes fast. So fast. And... Um, Thanks for spending it with me. I am getting ready to announce the winner of the van shoes. I can't turn my foot that way. I have to be like, the van shoes. What you're gonna get? And the drum roll. I love you. And the winner is Jade Spencer. Jade Spencer, you are the winner. You are the winner. You are the winner. I really need somebody to back me up on that because I'm just not that singer. But Jade Spencer, you have won the van shoes. I'll get with you. I have your email, but I will find out um, your shoe size and get that over to you. I love you guys so much. I am, um, oh, look at that, almost 9 p.m. here in Denmark. I am heading out tomorrow. We're gonna be in Lancaster, Pennsylvania from Sunday through Friday. Make sure you get to a service. Make sure you get there. Make sure you get there. Um, all the information is on our website, miracleword.com forward slash schedule. So make sure I see your pretty little face there, Victory Tribe. And then next Friday, you can join me at Chick Church with Pastor Joey Miller and um, I think that's it. I'm gone for a couple of weeks. I do miss you guys when I'm gone. I feel like this summer has been like, I'm here for a week, then I'm gone for a week or two, then I'm here for a week. Um, but our fall gets a little bit more steady with me being in on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, but you guys are wonderful and I appreciate you taking the afternoon and the hour to spend it with me. Thanks, Heidi and Gina and Bonnie and Mary Beth. I love you guys so much, and until next week, I'll see ya. You all have a great Friday and a great weekend.